Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com, and by ThriveFantasy.com, a new way to play daily fantasy prop betting and daily fantasy mixed into one and money for you to win as long as you sign up with the promo code WTB. That way you get a free $20 courtesy of hashtag basketball.com when you sign up deposit 20 or more with your first deposit. That is thrivefantasy.com promo code WTB as in boy, as in boxes, as in oh boy. You're going to be drafting a big, a big boy named Anthony Davis. But first, I must introduce a incredibly talented and um, uh, expert co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? I will say this about Anthony Davis: one of the most underrated beards in the league. Oh, interesting. Not did not expect that to go there. I'm digging the Anthony Davis beard. I think that's a good beard. I think Harden's beard is a little too long for my tastes, like a like a more of an Anthony Davis type beard. So. I used to I used to have like an Anthony Davis type beard, but after this uh, quarantine, I have more of like a Harden type beard now. So I think I'm uh I think that's why I'm taking James Harden still at number one. And we here on the Who Do I Draft segment, where we will we do a 12 team snake draft based on the ADPs on Yahoo. We build the team around the first round, round picks, the, the, the normal first round picks. Um, and we use ADP on Yahoo to figure out who else we are going to build that team around in a head-to-head league. Since even though you should be playing Roto, it's a head-to-head league, eight cat. And you should be taking, even though, and we're, we're breaking our rules right away, Tyler. Even though Anthony Davis is not the second pick on Yahoo's ADP, we are taking Anthony Davis second overall because that is what you should do. I'm going to say this is some sort of Chicago bias for Mike. Anthony Davis is a Chicago man. Mike a Chicago man. This is some sort of Chicago conspiracy, I believe. Um, shout out to Chicago, obviously. Uh, shout out to Anthony Davis being from Chicago. Um, shout out to... Um, that's it. That's all I'm shouting out to. No more shout outs. That's, that's plenty. Um, yeah. Anthony Davis is a Chicago boy and, uh, he is a, uh, world champion. If you didn't, uh, if you didn't catch the drift and also when, uh, healthy. And I know that was always the big question mark in his, uh, career. When will Anthony Davis get healthy? When will he be playing, more time and the answer was um last year second overall in the rankings he is the only 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 player only player i mean per game especially um that can get you two and a half blocks over a steal and a half in a double double 25 points 11 rebounds um with three assists and shoot crazy percentages. He's the only player who does this. The only player who does this. And the blocks, like the blocks are the real kicker. Over two blocks a game. Elite blocks. 
I don't know uh, if it wasn't for James Harden's absolutely insane, like five, three points a game and 34 points. And um, you know, the fact that he gets rebounds and assists, it wouldn't like Anthony Davis be the number one pick. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Anthony Davis is just amazing and Anthony Davis deserves to be the number two pick. Like I get it. You could, you could make the case for, for some other guys and, and whatever, but for me, it's Anthony Davis. He's just so good across the board. Um, he really leaves you in a situation where like your two worst categories are average and everything else is like elite to super elite. So, I mean, there's just like, you can literally, he's the type of player you can literally go anywhere and even, you know, two, three, four rounds in the draft, you can probably still go anywhere if you're building a team, right? Exactly. That's the beauty about these top players. We've been talking about that. Uh, as we've been doing our Who Do I Draft series, uh, we do not punt watching here at Watching the Boxes. We ignore. And some of these guys are just so damn elite, especially the guys at the top of the draft. At, you're, you're not really ignoring anything until your third or fourth round. But, I mean, we with Steph Curry, we started – I mean, we started – we didn't ignore anything, really. We had, like, a well-rounded team with Steph Curry up until, like, the seventh round. Yeah, and that's the advantage of some of these guys that are super elite, you know, in both categories, I think, is, like, you can build any team you want, and, and that's nice, right? Like, you go into the second round, and you're going to mention the names of guys that are available, but, like, you can literally go with anybody, and that's that's a really enviable position to be in, I think. Yep, and that's why we're taking uh, Anthony Davis at number two, because he is... I mean, not only is he not hurt you particularly anywhere, and that's uh and just another another round of advice um stop punting before your draft starts you know uh st- stop saying okay i got the number two pick i know the first guy's taking Harden. i'm gonna take anthony davis and anthony davis doesn't have good assists well that's not true i will say does has a good assist for your center i will say this too i think punting in a snake draft before the draft is maybe the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Um, because at least in a, we do that, yeah. At least in an auction draft, you can kind of like map out a couple of different strategies of like, okay, if this happens, I can do this. If that happens, I can do that. You know what I mean? Whereas like in a snake draft, like all that has to happen is like someone reaches up for somebody, and you know what I mean? Like your draft might be ruined. Well, that's the thing. If you if you specifically start um, punting in round two and then two great players fall to you in round three and round four, but they don't particularly meet your build. You've kind of ruined it in round two. Um, and so that's why we recommend don't even start ignoring anything until after the second or third round. You want to get into that plateau section where all the players are very similar. That way they're interchangeable. And if you want to go in a specific direction, you can take the best player on the board with your, um, you know, top three picks. And that's, uh, you know, hopefully what we're about to do here right now with Anthony Davis at number two. Let's go to Yahoo's ADP. Uh, we are doing who, who, whom, whom do I draft? We got Anthony Davis at two. All right. Who are we taking at pick 23? Um, uh, should we do 23 or should we do 23 and 26 since they are kind of the turn? I think, I think you should just because 
I mean, yeah, okay, you could say one of your guys gets picked there, or you know, both of the guys get picked there, but I mean, these guys are all really interchangeable, especially in this range. Like you're looking at the Yahoo ADP, like twenty-four to twenty-eight. There's what two, four, six names. Yeah. Um, so like you're never really gonna know who's getting picked and who's not. And I'll mention this: like this is not a spot I love. I love to be in. Like I love having Anthony Davis, but then these particular names, like I'm always kind of going like, ah, man, that seems a little high for him. That seems a little high for him. Like. It's just a little bit of a difficult spot, I think. Then in, in your fourth and fifth rounds, you're picking it at the beginning of that first plateau. So unless somebody drops to you, you're hoping someone drops to you at 23, 26. You hope someone is dropping to you out of the tiers at 47 and 50. And then the second plateau starts around, you know, the mid 70s. So you hope someone is dropping to you at 71 and 74. So this is, there's a lot of hoping P, uh, good players drop to you. And if they do, well then, you know, you have a, you're sitting on a great draft. But if they Here's do, the- you know. Here's the worst part for Anthony Davis, too, and, and we're going to kind of bore this out, I think, is at the two turns that he picks on, a lot of the best players available are big men. Yes. So and let's let's start right now with the, that 23 to, um, what is it, 23 to 26 turn. We have John Collins, Ben Simmons, uh, Kyrie Irving is available, Rudy Gobert, uh, Nikola Vujovic is hanging around. Um, Zion is there, John Morant, Shea Gillis Alexander, Donovan. Man, no, Donovan Mitchell's not there anymore. Let's just say he's not there, but Zach Levine is, Pascal Siakam, um, and Nurkic way down there at pick 35. Those guys aren't coming back to you. So you I think you do need to look all the way down into Nurkic, into Chris Paul, into Fred Van Fleet uh for these two picks. I also think, yeah, you need you need the point guard here. If you're Absolutely. going to get a point guard, you need a point guard here. So you got to pick your horse, you know, do you want Irving? Do you want, you think Shea Gilgis is more of a point guard this year? Do you want Jaw? Do you want, you know, what, which one of those point guards do you want? Um, Let's start, I mean, hey, Tyler, we're sitting here, Kyrie Irving and Shea Gillis Alexander are on, both on the board. Who do you want with Anthony Davis and who do you want in a vacuum? Is it the same, is it the same answer? Um... So I want Kyrie Irving, but he scares me because it's he's, he's elite, you know, in, in both percentages, he's going to give you good assists. He's a good rebounder. He's going to give you pretty elite steals. He averaged half a block the last two seasons, going to give you like 25 points, but he doesn't play a ton. And, and you know, my, I don't like to pick guys that don't play a ton. Like you look in the last five years, it's 53, 72, 60, 67, and then only 20 last year. Um, the Nets should be really good. Sure. But I don't know, man. I, I don't love picking Kyrie Irving, um, but that's probably who I'd go with here. Yeah, I think both of those guys, and like you said, I, I agree with you that we have to go with a guard. Um, and, man, you're either taking a swing to Shea Gillis-Alexander this early that he does – Definitely make the leap this year. Well, or- here's the reason I don't love Shea Gill just maybe with with this build is Shea's percentages could be fairly bad just because teams are going to key in on him, right? Like there's just not a lot else there. And so could we see Shea shooting like, you know, 44% from the field? Like uh, I don't love that. 
with with mm -hmm. Anthony Davis when he's already elite in both those percentages, and I can build on that with someone like Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and let's also throw in the fact that like Shea Gildress is going to get you could be a steel block three guy, um, but you have Anthony Davis who's like a two block, uh, one and a half steal, uh, one and a half three guy. So you already have an elite guy like that. You can double up on that, right? But you actually kind of don't need the 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 point seven blocks from Shea Gildress Alexander. What you do need is Kyrie Irving's uh, assists, points, and, and threes. Um, and then, you know, if you go with Irving, granted you're taking a risk here, but you are number one in free throw percentage. You are definitely number one in points at the time. You uh, are definitely number one in steals. Uh, and everything else is looking is looking really, like, really good. You're certainly not, quote-unquote, punting anything in this particular spot. Um, I think we're going to have to go with Kyrie. Uh, I don't think I could take Shea Gildress-Alexander at 23. Um, maybe I could take him at 26. Maybe we take both of these guys right here because Anthony Davis basically gives you two bigmans, uh, two mediocre bigman stats in one position. Yeah, I don't hate that. I'd probably go with Vucevic here. Just I just feel like Vuce is, is a guy, the guy could get you 20 a game. He's going to get you it's a really good rebounds, which is going to help you build on that uh, strength. So that way you're, you're elite in points. You're elite in rebounds. Um, he's got the opportunity to get you the one steal and one block, which is going to help you in two categories. You're also fairly good in, and then you got the good percentages still. I like that. You, I, one of the things people always do when they go into head to head league, uh, they go, I'm punting percentages. I'm punting turnovers. You and you and everybody else, brother, like that's what you need to do when you get a guy like Anthony Davis averaging 50%. 84-5% from the line from your center. Like, the only guy who does better than that um, is Jokic. I mean, not even, you know. Um, the percentages that Anthony Davis put out there are, are elite. If you go with Kyrie next, his percentages are elite. And then you go with Vooch, uh, another big whose percentages for a big are elite. While neglecting really nothing, other than three-pointers, I'd say we've neglected three-pointers uh, going with a big here, but I don't think I can go guard guard here. Uh, I don't think I could take, uh, if you're going to go with Shea, go for it. Like go in on it. If you still around at 26, if you love Shea this year, uh, I, I think well, and even if you like Shea, you're chasing in threes. Like Shea's not going to hit that many threes. He had 1.2 last year and 35 minutes a game. Vooch is going to hit more. So um, I like, I like the Vooch pick here. Uh, that's a really like fun. Um, big. Pairing, um, and it's probably my favorite big pairing is is AD and Vooch because of their elite um, uh, percentages, and then the things that Vooch doesn't do well. Like, uh, he, by the way, he does them well. He's still like a almost a one 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 guy, but his steals and blit and blocks is from a bigger, a little lacking. AD dominates in those things, so I like Vooch either at twenty three or twenty six here. If you think uh, the the guards are running out or you don't care what guard you get. Uh, I would say no matter what, leave the end of the second, beginning of the third with Vujovic if you're taking AD in the first uh, uh, overall round. Let's skip to, sadly, the beginning of the plateau. We're going to go with 47 and 50 for your um, fourth and fifth round picks. Here's who is available. Um, um, Christian Wood. 
We're never picking Christian Wood. I don't even know why I read this. We're not pitch, picking Mitchell Robinson either, especially when we already have blocks. Um, one of your favorite picks so far in this in this area is DeMar DeRozan, uh, and I can't really argue with that. C.J. McCollum, Gordon Hayward. I like Gordon Hayward here a little bit. LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, is it, If we get LaMarcus Aldridge, is that too many bigs with good uh, percentages? It might be. Uh, Jonas, Miles Turner, a lot of bigs available still here. Buddy Heald, Otto Porter. So this is the problem with the pick, and this is what happens where I like I mentioned I don't love picking Kyrie, but if you don't pick Kyrie, you're looking at all big men. It's like your team is just nothing but big men, and that's a problem. Yeah, and then maybe that's a good reason to go uh, Kyrie SGA, and then say you know what I know Vooch is, uh, is so damn elite, he's so good, but I can just grab Jonas or Lamarcus there's, or whoever. There's in the next another way you could go. You could go Kyrie and Chris Paul. Now, you're reaching a little bit for Chris Paul. Sure. But Paul kind of gives me a little bit better stat profile than SGA, I think, in the sense that he's definitely going to give me the good percentages, right? He's going to give me pretty good rebounds for a guard, which Alexander also does, but he's going to give me a little bit more assists, which I think I want. And so I kind of maybe like that pairing even a little bit better than I would with, with SGA of his Kyrie and Chris Paul. Now there's definitely some risk there. Oh, yeah, certainly risk. Um, but that's kind of a, if you're not first, you're last mentality draft that I might go with. Okay. I, I don't, I certainly don't mind that at all. Um, I'm going to put uh, an or in there, Vujovic or CP3. If you go guard, guard. If you go guard guard, I think you gotta go with a big here. And I might even go with a big here either way. Um, I like DeMar Rosen and Gordon Hayward as a wing to to pick in this in this section. And once again, I think we're back with our old favorites, Lamarcus Aldridge and Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah, and then so you know what I mean, we gotta make the decision. And we could we could grab Covington here if that's what we wanted to do. We, we might always mention him. Um, just those good defensive stats. We don't really need the defensive stats. Um here I would go with Rosen. Then, man, this is this one gets tough for me. Do I want Aldridge or do I want Valanciunas? I actually kind of feel like Lamarcus is always underrated, but I kind of feel a little bit better with Jonas Valanciunas on this build, just because I feel like Jonas Valanciunas is another monster rebounder. Right? He's not going to get as much assist, but I don't know that we need it. He's going to give yeah. me the block. And he's going to get me the fairly good percentages. Like, ah, man, I don't know. It's a tough call for me, but I, I think I might be leaning towards Valanciunas there over the Marcus. I think if you go Kyrie and CP3, both great rebounders for guards, um, I think you I would lean Jonas here at this pick. If you already have Vuk on your team, um, I would lean towards the Marcus Aldridge. And I would actually throw Hayward into the discussion uh, as somebody to, to, someone to take instead of DeRozan. Um, so I think you can't go wrong with any one of those guys. I think they all mesh really well around this team. I would say three pointers right now are our weakest, um, probably our weakest category, but it's not, it's not really terrible. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to, I'm honestly trying to think of what we are really the worst in, right? Like our blocks are really good. Our steals are really good. Our assists maybe are lacking unless we went with CP three, then they're not. Our rebounds aren't lacking at all. Um, our points are very good. Our threes are, I would say our threes are lacking. That's it. That's it at this point. Yeah. And so then, you know, you feel good about just, you know, finding a way to win the five every week. Um, so I'd say 
then if that is the case, maybe we lean in with our final picks at 71 and 74, which are, you know, just kind of a crapshoot at that point. Anyway, uh, you got to take a risk on somebody at 71 and 74. And I like, if you're on the turn, you take a risk with one guy and you uh, go with someone uh, nice and safe with the other pick. Uh, I think we could use uh, another guard or forward in this particular space. Um, and I'd say if you want to lean in on something, let's lean in. If you want to lean in on points, would it be crazy, absolutely nuts, to look for um, boy, be white at this place? Is that a little too crazy? Is that way too crazy of a pick? It's very very early for Kobe White. So so Kobe White is actually going right around this pick. Exactly. Um, I don't know that I believe in that, and there's a couple of guards just sitting there that I I prefer to have personally. Um, that's a personal preference type thing. You're you're betting on Kobe White breaking out, and it's not the worst spot to take a shot. But I don't really want to bet on someone to break out when I've got someone like Eric Bledsoe or Victor Oladipo there that I know are going to be pretty good. Yeah, I think that's I think that's perfectly fair. Um, I think if you really wanted to take a shot and you really wanted to go for the scoring, uh, Kobe White is one of those guys. It's very very risky. Uh, as a Bulls fan, I'm I'm scared of that pick. Uh, quite, quite a bit. Um, you, you know, I, I want, I would hope that Kelly Oubre Jr. is still available around here. Maybe he isn't. Um, Oladipo obviously, I think, is a good um, uh, risk pick here because he's got the good upside in this particular section. Uh, is is there anyone that you would? So we, we're great at uh, we're great at points. We're great at blocks. Should we go in on another block guy? Should we get Thomas Bryant? You could do that. You could even get Steven Adams. Like he's another big rebound guy. Like he could just smash rebounds. Um, another guy I'd look at here would be Marcus Smart. Just an like elite steals guy. Get you a little bit of rebounds, a little bit of assists. Like I wouldn't hate that pick either. All right, let's take one guard and, uh, and one big. I guess if you wanted to like make up your threes a little bit, maybe you could even uh, consider my boy Lowry Markinen at this at this point in time are you just naming bowls players now wendell carter jr zach levine <laughs> listen we haven't drafted any bulls players yet and who do i draft i'm getting fancy oh, i have done let's let me think about this i've done i can't even tell you how many mocks i've done i'm not even gonna venture a guess i've done three actual drafts and i have no bowls no bowls i've done quite a few mock drafts i don't think i've taken a i've taken kobe white in the hundreds in one of them I took Wendell Carter in a couple mock drafts, but I haven't taken a bull in an actual draft yet. I'm bull free since '93. Oh, that's uh, you in the city of Chicago. Um, all right, we got AD. We went with Kyrie. He said, you know what? If you want to double down on assists, go with CP3. If not, Vujovic is your guy. Whoever's available there, and then to uh, bolster our wing scoring, DeRozan or Hayward. Uh, lean in on the on the blocks and rebounds. Go with L, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge or Jonas. And it's seventy-one and seventy-four. Like it's once you get down here, it's really it's really hard to say who's available, who's not available. I think once again, Oladipo is one of our picks. And then um, who do you want? I'll, I'll say we're taking Oladipo. Who do you want for the second pick? Oh, good question. Good question. Good question. Good question. Um, man, let me see here. Give me who do I want? I actually would probably go for Bledsoe personally if it was my own personal draft. 
I think I'm a little less scared of Bledsoe than some people. Right now, if you go to hashtag basketball and you look at their eight uh, eight categories, where is Eric Bledsoe? Sixty-six overall at twenty-nine minutes a game. Yeah, and and it's just I think there's there's a chance for more minutes. I think that Pelicans team plays pretty fast. I think he's going to get the ball a little bit more, like get the ball in his hands a little bit more. I think that's just actually, you know, they were five and a half last year. I think they could go up a little bit. Um, just like Bledsoe, man. I just think he's going to be good, and I think he's a guy who's getting slept on. He is definitely being overlooked in tons of drafts. Um, you know, he is being picked down here at 79, which uh, which is pretty low, and I think Victor Oladipo is at 77, so that's – Pretty low as well. Both of them going, like you're saying, after Kobe White. That's that is definitely far too low. Uh, one of my other favorites here is Thomas Bryant. You got Larry Market in here if you wanted a big. Um, yeah, I, I think you go really any any direction here. Uh, I would lean, but I would try to lean into all the stuff that you're already really really good at, like blocks, uh, like rebounds, like points. You're and don't neglect your percentages. That's why I might actually hesitate to take Marcus Smart. I would rather take Eric Bledsoe because he's a little bit of a percent more of a percentage friendly type player. Um, but uh, yeah, don't don't neglect the percentages when you build around Anthony Davis. I think that's really key into winning those five categories. I think you're probably winning six categories most of the time. With this particular build, uh, Tyler, I think that's it for who do I draft with Anthony Davis? Where can people find? Oh, you broke up there a little bit, but you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P Watts. All right, you can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, please rate and review us. We got a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes. We are breaking down the preseason box scores on there for our ex- exclusively for our Patreons. We are also doing uh, mock drafts on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash Watching the Boxes. Go. Check that out as well. We'll be back with another Who Do I Draft real, real soon. Uh, Thanks for joining us, everybody, and uh, good luck on your drafts.